Hey everyone, and welcome to First Rank Fire. This podcast gives me a chance to chat with some of the, the coolest people from around the 40k community. I'm your host, Ben, and in today's episode, we'll be chatting with one of the coolest demons in the community. She's probably got one of the most colourful bellicores out there. If you're looking at her current Instagram feed, it's it's pretty nice. And probably one of the brightest Instagram feeds in the community in general. Welcome to the show, Kerry. It's nice to have you. Thank you very much for having me on. And uh, yeah, I like to have a bright outlook, uh, I guess, on the grim dark. As people <laughs> <laughs> you certainly have. I, I really, I really love it. It's such a such a bright thing. Obviously, I've got loads of people on, on Instagram that I follow, and yeah, there's so much grim dark and grim and grime and stuff like that. And then you see like yeah, bright pinks and yellows and stuff like that. It's really cool. I love it. I, I kind of, I don't know. I, I, if you see me in person. You will probably notice that I probably shy away from colours quite a lot. But like, <laughs> this is like just my my uh, explosion of colours. You wish where I'm really creative with the things that I probably wouldn't necessarily wear in real life, if that makes sense. So make up yeah. for it when I paint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, I'll kick off with the, the sort of the, the first question. I ask everybody: What originally got you into Warhammer? Um, probably my nosiness. I saw, <laughs> I saw, I saw somebody painting a space marine, and I was just like really inquisitive, and was like, "This looks really cool, really fun. What are you doing?" And they're like, "Painting a space marine, using Warhammer." And I was like, <laughs> "It's all spiraled from that, like that one question." I'm one of these kind of people who I like. I don't know why. I just I like to find out more about things. I find it really interesting. So when someone was like, this is Warhammer, I was like, oh, what's Warhammer? Which then led to another question, like, <laughs> where, where can I go? And it's just, like, spiralled out of control of, like, this never-ending question. <laughs> like, I just keep I keep chasing the questions and finding more. It's brilliant. It's quite a deep hole to go down Warhammer, that's for sure. Yeah, I fell in the wall well and truly. <laughs> So what about was that? Um, so I'd probably say that is probably about four or five years ago. Okay. I didn't really know what Warhammer was. I didn't really paint. And I was just very much in that experimental phase of, yeah. do I want to paint? Do I want to know more? Like, what is this <laughs> sort of thing? And, uh, and I did. And that's what led us to paint one. And I remember my first ever, like, Space Marine that I did it was like a bright orange, thick paint that you like <laughs> literally. You were yeah. like you saw the paint before you saw the model. That kind of thing. <laughs> and, uh, and then from there, I was like, oh, maybe I should like go in to a shop because they were like, oh, there's a shop, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll venture in one day. And I always like to shout out um, if that's all right. I like to shout yeah, out okay. to the. G, uh, GW, so the Warhammer shop in the Metro Center, because I walked into that shop and there was just such a warm welcome of it didn't matter who I was, it wasn't, I didn't know anything about it, and they were just so lovely. And they were like, Oh, you know, that typical question that you get into a Warhammer shop, what you painting, what's your project? And I was just yeah. like, What's a project? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know any of this. Yeah, like what? Tell me more. And then they were like, "Okay, so you can play." You, there's a thing called 40k or AOS, and I was like, mm, "I've heard a few people say they play 40k, so tell me more about 40k." 
because I thought, well, if I'm going to get into something, I'd like to get into something that I already know that there's a few people around me in like social situations that play 40k because then I can have a conversation about it, right? And then I saw demons and I fell in love with little demonettes until I built them and they're so fiddly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then, and then after that, it kind of just spiraled from there. I mean, you, you obviously you paint quite a lot, but you also play quite quite a lot. What would you say the sort of favourite part of the hobby you've come up to for, from there? Um, the social aspect. I'm a very big people person. I love being around people and, and kind of the camaraderie of things. So yeah. when I learn how to play, because I like the question thing, I'm quite, I guess, goal-orientated. And it's, it's, there's loads of reasons why I am. Um, but it was very much a, I'm going to figure out what this model does. Then it was, I'm going to figure out, well, the, the, the rules behind it and maybe a little bit of the law. And then the more I dived into it, the more people were like, you can play a game. Then it was, oh, I'm going to try and win a game. Then it was, I'm going to play in an event. Uh, mm. and then, then I totally like that. Where I fell in love with 40k was actually at events. Um, I just had so much fun talking to the people around me about what I was going to take to the event, what, what I wanted to do at the event, what I wanted to take in my list. And like this whole little, I'm going to paint a space marine then turned into like this massive, like, open new new horizons to us basically and I was like yeah. then playing in tournaments and I was like when's the next one <laughs> after I'd left um, and it was it was just the camaraderie the social media like the social media side of it's fun but actually meeting people in person and mm. seeing everybody else's armies and what they're taking and seeing that they were as excited to play 40k as I was was yeah. like a, a real buzz, I guess. Like I, I did have that tournament high, you know. And you go and play the social. Um, yeah, that for me, it's it's playing games and meeting people and just kind of bouncing off each other when you're there. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think that's one thing that I've learned from this podcast for sure. Is for me, it always felt like a game, a bit of a hobby. I hadn't. We had a small gaming group, but like events was never something that I've still to this day. I've still never never done an event. I've got my first one coming up in. Weeks, whenever Warhammer Fest is on, on like the, the Saturday of Warhammer Fest, I'm, I'm at a different tournament, so I'm playing. I'm playing doubles, so it's not like on my own. But yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, and that's because of this podcast. So many people have come on, and like the competitive scene or the, the event scene, tournament scene is awesome. Go and do it; people are amazing. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully, people listening to it are getting that that out of it as well. I think most people listen to it, a lot of them play competitively as well, which is quite nice. You will have the best time. Like, you yeah. just, you go and you've just got, depending on how many games you play in a day um, in the event, but for me, it was walk through that door, play like nine hours of 40k in a day, and I think yeah. about nothing else, and I'm just having fun. And I'm just focusing on the game and all like these outside things that may have been building up outside of normal life or work or whatever just disappear. And it's just nine hours of just sheer bliss of just playing toy soldiers, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Awesome. Leaning into the sort of competitive side that you sort of saying that, I know that you've been pushing 
you've been pushing quite hard to try and get up the rankings over the last last few years. Sort of how or what do you think the sort of best piece of advice that you've had that's improved your competitive play? I think if I was to go back to the very beginning and think one piece of advice what I would give to myself at the start would be to not worry about other players' abilities. Just go and have fun and get what you want out of that event because at the end of the day, that's what what you're going for is to for enjoyment, right? Because yeah. you like you like gaming. So like yes, there's always going to be competitors who are really good. <laughs> like, you know that that's that's yeah. that's always going to be the case no matter where you go no matter what game you play there's always going to be players who are really good but there's also going to be a lot of players there who are there for a good time and it doesn't matter about whether you come first you come last you know as long as you have fun when you're there that's that's the main thing um because we're all paying for events to to take part in events and we're all like using more time so yeah. to do something fun, right? So if it wasn't fun, then don't do it sort of thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, absolutely. So have fun. That's my key thing is just go and have fun. Nice. How are you doing this year with that with the competitive stuff? Um, so I have played in a tournament, only one tournament this year so far, actually, because last year I was... I set a goal, you know, <laughs> you, you'll, you'll see this. Um, at first, so that, so everybody knows, like, I set a goal to play in a tournament. And then the next goal was try and win a game. And then the next, I raised the ball and was like, maybe I'm going to focus on painting and try and win a best painted. Then I, then I was like, what's my next goal going to be? And then I set this really high goal after like a while of playing. And it was my ambition to kind of have a female name in the top rankings finishing yep. last year. And it's more a case of because I'll put it out there. Like for, for me, it doesn't matter what gender your opponent is. Like as long as we're all there, to, we're all there to play the same game. We're yep. all paying, we're all learning the rules. But. I did want to have a female name in the top of the rankings in the hopes that it would encourage more females to to come and play because Mm. when you go to a tournament, the statistics are still quite low for female players. And if I could go and play at an event and anybody, doesn't matter what their gender is, if they were encouraged by seeing me play, then... That means that there's going to be more players at events, which means there's yeah. going to be more armies on the table. There's going to be more people to meet and have fun. So that was that was my goal for last year, and I hammered it. Like I was like I was playing in a tournament every month last year. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and and I did well until. <laughs> <laughs> okay, until I'm not the, hands up, I'm not the best player in the world in any stretch of the imagination, right? And I know that, and I'm there to have fun. But I did really well in playing um, Chaos Soup before, okay, obviously, the new Demons Codex came out, and then like my list became trash, and I had to just like get rid of it. But I was really, I was really proud because I finished seventh in the UK for Chaos Soup. Wow. Um, 
And I just hope that somebody saw that and was like, you know, it's you don't have to be the best player in the world and you can still go out and have fun and reach goals, whatever you set them. You might just be a case of you want to go to an event and then you smash that goal because you go to one. Then that's that's amazing. And this year you're going to win Golden Demon in about <laughs> two and a half weeks' time, yeah? Well, <laughs> that, yeah. So the reason I haven't been playing at as many events this year is because is my my goal kind of changed because I was like, right, I've done that. It's, <laughs> yeah. t- it's ticked off my Warhammer bucket list. Let's move on to the next one. And the next one was to enter Golden Demon. So. I was really lucky and fortunate to to go to Golden Demon last year. I had such a good time there, like because it was so different. Because I'm so used to going to events to play games, mm. and you know what? It was quite nice to go to an event and not have to take a carry case with us and then we can, <laughs> <laughs> look all my army around with us, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I went, and it it really opened my eyes and changed my perspective on painting beforehand I would like buy a model quite frugal I guess in a sense because I would buy a model and be like I want to get as much money's worth out of this model as I can Yeah. so I'm going to paint it, I'm going to play with it and I'm going to read the books and I'm going to understand it and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be quite restrictive in what I'm going to do mm, okay uh, and I stuck to kind of like one army really, like demons was like my my key focus. Whereas I went to Golden Demon and that just went out of the window, like <laughs> completely. And I appreciated models and I appreciate the painting a lot more that people do. Um, not that I didn't beforehand, it was just so, I just felt like it was unachievable for me to reach that. But actually going to Golden Demon, seeing everything in the cabinet and seeing like, the different type of camaraderie of painters yeah. just being happy that they had something in the Golden Demon cabinet. And I was like, yeah. you know what? That's such a cool goal to have. Like, I would like to do that. And then everyone who I was with, they were like, Kerry, you should do it next year. And I was like, oh, God, peer pressure. <laughs> but here I am, and I did it. And I'm so glad that I did because it's slowed the pace down a little bit. Yeah. I'm like painting because I want to paint and it's not because I'm like pressure painting to get like 50 models on the table or like buy an event. I'm actually painting, I'm looking at the techniques a bit more, learning more about my my own painting skill along the way, um, Mm. which I didn't actually really think I had much of a painting skill. I was just like throwing colour at a model at the point. but yeah, it's it's been really nice to do, and I'm 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 almost there. Like I can't actually believe it. Like two weeks away, I'm actually gonna stick something in the cabinet. I don't know if it'll be any good, but it's going in. <laughs> well, I'm looking at your Instagram, there's plenty of good stuff on there. So I've, I've got high hopes for for how it's going to look. You said was it like yesterday? You were going to show you you put a poll up to whether or not you're going to share what what you got up to so far. I imagine the answer is yes, quite unanimously. But actually, surprisingly, there was about 60% said to show it and about 40% okay. to keep keep it secret. And some people have been like, why don't you put like a little sneak peek out so people can guess what it is? And uh, stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I probably will put a little sneak peek out soon. Um, 
I'm quite proud of it. It's something that I've not done before in terms of spending that much time on a model. Mm. But I think people, people might be surprised when they see it. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's, I think I'm probably fairly similar to how you were. The fact that most of the time I paint to play, so I'll paint for what I need to get out. I actually stripped down most of my Space Marines at the moment, um, so they were always a, a Dark Angel successor. And I decided towards the back end of last year, I was like, no, I'm just going to be a Dark Angel full on Legionary. Um, so yeah, stripped down most of my most of my uh, Primaris. It was almost an entirely Primaris. So I'm going back and repainting, but again, I'm kind of painting. So now I've got a tournament coming up, and then in July there's another tournament coming up that I want to do. So I've got 750 points for end of this month, and then 1750, I think, for end of July. So it's going to be like a thousand points of just painting between April and July with a full time job and a kid, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But yeah, probably be a lot of slapping on. I don't, I don't know why it feels quite Golden Demon feels quite um, unachievable for me. But actually, you've given me a lot of hope because you've been and seen it. You said that actually for you, that that changed it quite a lot. Yeah, so not not to downplay anybody's painting because it it was brilliant. It was yeah. absolutely fantastic. But I think a lot of time you're seeing things on the internet which have either been set up with a background or great lighting or mm. at a certain angle or some people may put a filter on you just don't you don't know yeah then but if you go and actually see them in person yeah they are amazing they're brilliant <laughs> but it makes it a little bit more like you can see a tangible thing so it for me it felt more achievable because it's there, it's in front of you, and you can see it from different angles, and you can see it with the lighting in the cabinet. And I was like, it doesn't need to be the best. You know, I know it's Golden Demon, and it's like supposed <laughs> to be your best, right? Okay. But I think setting the goal for me, setting the goal and putting something in the cabinet and trying my best, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, and then putting in, it might not be the best of everybody's there. But it's your best because you've tried yeah. your best. So it, it it's still kind of like, I think you need, people should give themselves more kudos because I think it's really hard to sit and paint something for an extended period of time. That in itself is an achievement. So like mm-hmm. kudos to everybody who like finishes the projects. We've all heard of like piles <laughs> of shame and piles <laughs> yeah. of opportunity and stuff. But yeah, I think... Um, Give it a go, if anything, or at least have a look, you know, check it out sometime. And you, you might surprise yourself at what you see and you might think, I'm going to try my best to put something in. So that's where I'm at anyways. Yeah. And like you say, you learn tons about your painting and other paint scars and, and stuff like that along the way. It seems like a, a really good thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's kind of, I've kind of slowed the pace down a little bit. Hmm. Good. Maybe that'll be my future goal. Like I say, at the minute, never done an event. Been doing an event this year. Try and get to more, play more games. Yeah, maybe that'll be a future one. I'm not going to Warhammer Fest this year, unfortunately, but maybe next year I'll, I'll be able to get there and it will kickstart my journey for Golden Demon. Yeah, like, yeah, I think it's definitely worth doing. Or even just set yourself a paint and go for when you're at an event. I'd like to get nominated or something. Or, and then yeah. that's where I started was... I'd love to get nominated as best painted, and then it kind of spiralled from there. 
Nice. Cool. I, I think I know the answer to my next question, probably off the, the conversation we've had so far, but what is your favourite army? Um, demons. Um, I thought that may have been the answer. Yeah, yeah I think it's because I started with demons, I played with them, I've got to know what works, what doesn't work. I've been, I've fixed them after they've been <laughs> broken. I've <laughs> um, God knows how many demons and demonettes. It's ridiculous. But I actually like the look of some AOS armies. Okay. Yeah. And since uh, I've been painting, my mindset has kind of changed a little bit about, you know, I've got to buy a model to get the most out of it and and yeah. play with it, etc. I think for me, I'm starting to paint models because I like the look of them, and because of that, I'm enjoying certain projects a little bit more. Okay. So yeah, I quite I quite like the um. I've got Lunaneth. Uh, I really like. I really like the look of the the new models that have just been released. Mm, yeah. Uh, and I like the look of Deepkin as well. They're pretty cool yeah. models. I love the big turtle for Deepkin. I think that's such an awesome model. Yeah, and I've got um, I've got Lord Coke as well. Which, oh, cool. Yeah, I was really ins- I was really inspired. You know, um, last last Golden Demon the Slayer Sword, not not Adepticon. It wasn't um, uh, Neil. It was Chris. Yes. And, yeah. 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 I know which one exactly. Which one you're talking about? And because I saw that when I saw he paints such a good job, I bought Lord Coke and was like, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I've done the same thing. I've got uh, anyone that listens to the podcast already knows this. Or is on my Instagram, I've got Mortarion Magnus. I play, I play Chaos Knights, so I like, I like big, beefy models. Yeah, Mortarion Magnus. I've got a Keeper of no a Lord of no, yeah, Keeper of Secrets, and I've just built up Gilliman. I like, like big, beefy models. I don't play any of those armies, but I just, I just love them. I think they're such cool models. They're so cool. So I, I used to run. Um... This is back in eighth edition when I first learned how to play. Mortarian and Magnus used to be able to warp time up the board and get a first turn yeah. charge. It was so good. And then last last season, I ran two Keeper of Secrets, Bellacore, Mortarian. Before this was the when the Chaos Suit was there, and about yeah. sixty demonettes and some fiends. And some, yeah, it was it was brutal. Uh, and then Chaos Super happened, and I had to put Moy in the cabinet, and he, he went into retirement. But mm-hmm. yeah. So you predominantly Slanesh them? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I really like, so in, in the gameplay, I, when I first started, I loved, <laughs> I loved putting, like, two massive Blymoths on the table. <laughs> I, like, yeah. that was, like, the... Like really fun, I'd be like, they were like, I've got all the shooting in the world, and I was just like, I don't care, I've got these. <laughs> and then if I didn't get first turn charge, I did care because I got shot off the board. <laughs> but I liked um, I used to run demonettes, and obviously you could run run them, advance and charge. Yeah. So I liked how fast and they were, and I loved that you could just kind of have like this massive um fight in the middle of the board and Mm. it was really fun and I was when I first started to play I wasn't very strategic (laughs) I was literally just running for fun smashing everything in the middle of the board and and it was fun and that's that's how I got into playing but yeah I'm sure you're not a corn demon yeah you know everybody says that 
I do have um, a bloodthirster, um, which is sat there. It's been sat there for so long, and I do need to paint him, and I do need to put him on the table. But um, yeah, I'm I'm tempted to to run some space marines. I know people are gonna be like, "Oh my god, why are you running space marines?" But they're easy uh, quotations, easy to play. They're shooting, and I haven't had any shooting for a full season tournaments. <laughs> so it was just like, do I do I go in with some space marines and some dreadnoughts and get some shooting out dreadnoughts, there? Yes. Yeah, I think you've seen them the the new dread with like the two cores. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm tempted. But I think I'm just going to stick. I've got a few events, so I'm going to get um, enjoy these events and then see see where the wind takes us. I guess. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I I'm, I'm awful for buying armies. I try and stick to three, and then if I get another one, I trade out. Um, but yeah, at the minute I've got Dark Angels, just they're awesome. Chaos Knights and Votan. Nice. Votan were like my. My new year, new army thing, and yeah, they're going to be they're bright purple. So really looking forward to it. They're really fun to play against. Well, they're not. They're fun because they're a really cool army. They look really cool, and there's some really cool mechanics in it. But if you haven't got shooting, <laughs> it's not <laughs> fun to play against because they kind of blast you off the board. But yeah, um, they're really cool actually, and it's actually refreshing to have like this new army in the mix. Mm, yeah. it can get quite repetitive seeing the same armies on the table but yeah it's really nice it's quite refreshing yeah I guess with demons you've at least still got your demon save as it is against your magna rails yeah it's changed ever so slightly because um, before they got their new codex it was like a, a 5 up invun save whereas now it's either like a, a 4 up or sometimes a 3 up or five up and it's it's remembering those yeah whereas beforehand it was pretty easy because you're just like mm, five up <laughs> five yeah, up true but yeah yeah i think if i was ever gonna run a chaos army that's not my knights it would have to be zinch i think i'd be a zinch boy through and through yeah, i love yeah. the thousand sons i think they're awesome all the flamers oh yeah <laughs> yeah that that meta was absolutely horrendous. Um, I remember my mate played a tournament and he said that he, he was just coming up against like 15 flamers like every every game at the top table. So it was just the worst thing he's ever had to play against. Yeah, and the horrors. Um, I'm sure in the brimstone they could change colours. They could bring them back as a different colour. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, they were they were crazy strong when they they first that that meta first came out. I think they changed it better to be a, a lot more balanced. Um, you've obviously played eighth, ninth, and we're about to come up to tenth. How coming out of the back of ninth? How do you how do you find the current state of the game? So I took a while. I kind of took a while to get used to ninth from eighth. Mm. Then when I was used to, it took me a good six months to kind of get my head around it and my brain is like it, it's hard to retain information if you're not like reading the books or playing often. I yeah. found that if I had like a certain amount of time where I didn't have a game, I 
to need a refreshed memory, which is fine. It's the same with anything, really. You know, you learn to play the guitar, you need to practice, right? Yeah. Um, I found that. And then I had my new codex came out last year, which was probably around about September time last year. Since then, I haven't played as much as what I was at the beginning of last year, this year. So I felt like the, it was okay. I struggled with competitive play and and having to like not give my time that that time to practice if that makes sense yeah. um, so i would always say to somebody like if you want to play in a tournament or at an event like give yourself at least like a month a month and a half on the run up to it just to kind of like get to know your rules and get to know mm. the, the gameplay like we're all human like there's going to be times yeah. where you have to go just gonna check my book and that's okay and i think some people don't don't feel like they don't know that like that that's what people think it's totally fine i do it all the time like if there's something i'm unsure about i'll just be like can we just pause for one second i just want to double check because everybody's human the gameplay is pretty cool i think um it was really fun i love the fact that they changed the secondaries around i love the fact that it was it was that it was very strategic and the game mechanics worked really, I found worked really well. Especially for, for myself who, I guess I, I would struggle to retain information basically. But actually it was complex enough for people who were able to pick it up really quickly, but easy enough so that if you, how to say this, <laughs> I would pick secondaries right which were quite similar so that mm. i was able if i remembered one thing that i had to do i kind of knew that i just had to change yeah. it ever so slightly in order to score so for example if you took rod and you took engage on all fronts when that was a thing you knew that you had to be in all the different board quarters so you yeah. kind of only had to really remember i need to be in all board quarters and then at the end of your turn or whenever you scored it i'd have to think of each one so there were ways to simplify the game, so I thought that was really cool, and that's how I kind of learned, and and that's how I continued to play. I'm excited for 10th, because I haven't been playing as much as what it was last year, and mm. apparently the 10th edition is potentially going to be easier from the things that I've been seeing online of people. Yeah sharing things and stuff um in terms of like i know like uh katie from tabletop tactics she regularly posts stuff up and they're really cool at um posting up things of how to play things and making it simplified yeah and from what i've seen them putting up it looks like it's going to be really fun i think because of that i hope that's going to encourage more people to play yeah yeah i hope so too i'm similar to you i'm quite quite looking forward to 10th uh, i i feel like a, a little bit like i say coming into my first event it feels a little bit like i'm here there and everywhere trying to pick up all the right information like all the different at least if, at least with arcs women they kind of pulled everything into one book for for just tournament play side of things but yeah it felt very much like a, oh i need to go and go here especially with dark angels because i need space marine codex dark angels codex I need the FAQ for Space Marines, the FAQ for Dark Angels, I need the the core rules. I was just like, there's so much stuff that I need to remember. Whereas, yeah, 10th seems to be going back to the, the indexes and 
having sort of really simplified, broken down rules, but it, it feels like they're still, at least from what I've, what I've read, they're still trying to keep some of the complexity in maybe how you build your detachments and things like that. Yeah. So I, I'm quite looking forward to a bit of a refresh. It'd be quite nice. Yeah, I find... Um... <laughs> I have gone from one extreme. I've gone like from what you you've just explained there. So I had like four boots that I would take to an event with us, like you, and then it went down to I just need chapter approved, and then the demons go in. Yeah. So that was cool, and now hopefully I've got it down to like this is what it's going to be. Yeah, I'm excited. Speaking of just kind of things that I've done to help with the gameplay, I am. Um, Last year, I signed up to the Vanguard Tactics Academy, mm-hmm. and I found that really helpful. Like that was okay. like super helpful, just because it it kind of like condenses everything down into easy to digest chunks, and I find that was really helpful for myself. Okay. And then the more I played, then the more I did the academy, the the more I enjoyed the game. If that makes sense. And yeah. then actually, they were really kind, and and Steven Fox reached out and said, "Do you, do you want to play for VT?" And yeah, and I I enjoyed it. Like there is like the social element, so they have like the Discord, and then there's there's people in there you can chat to, and you can play TTS um, mm. if you want to practice games on there. And then actually, when I joined, um, I was traveling for tournaments, and it was really nice because there'd be other VT players there who would come yeah. over and go hi how are you doing sort of thing and have a bit of a chat and catch up see how you're doing and it kind of like you know the camaraderie with my own friends if there weren't many of my friends there it meant that even if I travelled to an event there was somebody that I'd maybe talked to yeah. in a group chat before so that was really nice yeah the VT guys tend to get around quite a lot as well don't they because I know that Stephen gets to quite a few different ones there seems to be lots of people dot around the, the country from from the VT team. Obviously, I've, I've chatted with Jake. They seem like they're such such nice guys. I'm planning on getting Mike on soon as well. Uh, Jake is absolutely amazing. Like so lovely. Um, Mike is that Mike Porter? Yeah, or, yeah. Mike, Mike's. Um, I've seen and I've met Mike at um, a couple of tournaments in the northwest, and he's a phenomenal player. Like brilliant, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, everybody's so lovely, and I keep saying it, everybody's really welcoming, and I think when you go through the door from an event, no matter who you are, if it's a big event, there's a lot of people there that can be quite daunting, you know, mm-hmm. it, it can be for anyone, no matter whether you're at a tournament or not, that's a lot of people, but everybody actually is all there to have, have fun and play games, yeah. we're all in the same boat, really. Yeah, that's nice, it's... It's, I guess it's quite unusual, unless you go to like, uh, like I don't know, like the big cons or something like that, to have like a hobby where you get that kind of that many people together on such a regular basis. Yeah. And from what I've heard, like pretty much most people are really sort of genuinely kind. Everyone wants to just go and have some fun. And even like the best players, like obviously chatting with like Jake and people like that and Quipster who sort of met those incredible players they're just like yeah they're kind of just normal human beings and still they, they take the hobby quite seriously but they're still there to have fun which i think is just awesome okay we'll move on from warhammer as a game and we'll sort of talk more on the community side of things obviously you've been making content for for quite a while now and you've built up a really strong and really cool community obviously you go onto like your your instagram or your like your youtube stuff like that. comments you get on there and on my instagram are so awesome it's a really wholesome community that you've built up around you what made you want to start 
content creation in the first place? Um, so I think it would have been like about two and a half years ago now, or two years ago, I was approached by a magazine, um, and it was around a certain day, uh, like an international day, and they were like, oh, we'd love to feature you in a magazine, and I was totally okay. like, whoa, mine was <laughs> blown, like, you know, I'd yeah. only been on the internet, I'd been a short period of time, I hadn't been hobbying that long, I didn't think anything about it, and I was just like, oh, that's amazing, um, but I didn't, like, you know, humble me, and I didn't want to say anything, and I didn't, like, do anything, and, and anyways, it got to this day, and it didn't happen, and I was a bit, but yeah, I was just like, oh, yeah. okay, fair enough, then I was like, actually, you know what, I would love to do an interview, why don't I try and do an interview myself? But I don't want to talk about myself for like a whole series of interviews because so, <laughs> I would I would short run out of things to say. So I thought I know what I'll do. I'll do an interview series and just see if I like it. I might be rubbish. I might hate it. I might not be for me. But then at least I can say I tried. And if I enjoyed yeah. myself, then then it's cool and it's another thing to do and it was like lockdown and there was nothing to do so I was trying nice. to yep. think of things to keep myself occupied as well and I thought oh I'll make this interview series and I'll interview people who I find really inspiring or cool or they've, they've done something that's like changed their life in a certain way like they've, they've had a hobby and then they've built a business out of it or mm they're a really cool painter or they're a gamer or I didn't just do Warhammer when I first started I was just like okay. you're like these are people who I just would love to have a conversation with basically yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so I built this series called The Road To uh, and it was an Instagram live series and I've done three series so far uh, and I met some incredible people like we are, I had people who tattooists who climb mountains to do challenges and tattoo at the oh. highest peak in the UK. I had gamers VT on. I had um, Cripster Sam Lenz, like he was like super amazing painter. I had uh, I remember I had Stig on like the fit from Tabletop Tactics <laughs> yeah. and like the fit like the first three episodes or something he was on, and I just. I generally couldn't believe that I was talking to these people because I've spent so many years, like, just, just like, enjoying their content. Yeah. And I was like, you're talking to me. Like, in my, do you know what I mean? Like, it just was crazy. I absolutely know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was just like, I'm just going to roll with it. And people were like, oh, you should get this person on. Just try it. Like, and I was like, okay would you find it cool if this person came on they were like yeah we watched i was like great let's see if they'll come on i'd send a message and next thing i knew i was doing another series and another series and it, it was it was brilliant and i learned a lot about myself like i keep talking about this and alluding to it so i don't really talk quite openly or i haven't in the past so it's still quite new and quite raw but mm -hmm. I I really struggled with my mental health about four or five years ago and I spoke with a stammer for about six months. So me 
doing an interview series was like <laughs> mind blowing. That I, I I speak quite fast. Uh, I get 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 nervous every now and again. Sometimes my stammer will pop out. Uh, I get anxious, just like many people do sometimes. Mm. Yeah, and that's okay. But it was like a full on journey for myself while I did it because people didn't know this like but actually like behind the scenes I was pushing myself because I was public speaking which is something I never thought I'd do mm. um so it became quite I think I'm so passionate about it because of this in the background that people didn't know about um but it's it's one of the best things I've ever decided to do to be honest with you yeah my I've met so many great people who have been so supportive and kind and encouraging and I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned yeah. a lot about other people. I've learned a lot about mental health and coping mechanisms and and generally when you said before you've surrounded yourself by good people, like a good community and good network, but actually that community was already there for out there. I just hadn't like we hadn't kind of met yet if that makes yeah. sense yeah it does yeah and that's a testament to to the community because it is full of like just incredible people like who are kind and supportive and just love hobbying and and i found that quite a lot of people do the hobby as like a escapism as you would mm. say and it has been like super beneficial without getting too deep, but it has, isn't yeah. it? I'm a bit. I feel like I'm a better person because I've met all these people and I'm doing such a wonderful hobby and I've I've developed this person along the way. So yeah, it was. Sorry for the long-winded answer about how no, no, I got no, into no, content creation. No, it's good. Yeah, um, it's what keeps me doing it. If that makes sense, good for the soul. And I, I think yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's grown legs. And uh, somebody once said to us, there's a Latin version and I can't remember the Latin version, but the meaning of it <laughs> is reach for the moon rather than the stars. Just keep going. And that's kind of what I'm doing. And uh, I'm having fun along the way. And if anything comes from it, then that's brilliant. And if people keep watching and they keep coming back and enjoying the content, then it's there for them to enjoy um and if you don't enjoy it that's fine too you know like not everybody's for the tea in it and i totally get that yeah for sure i mean anyone listening carrie basically did what i'm doing but but better i i enjoy i enjoy the series i've gone so i, I didn't find you that long ago but i've already sort of been onto like your youtube and started to like watch some of the the sort of the the road to series and things like that it's really good fun i it's a really good lesson, so people should definitely go and check it out. I know I'm similar to you. I've um, I've done the hobbies for quite a while. Never really sort of jumped into the the content creation side of things, and I sort of just decided at Christmas. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to give it a go. I didn't think there were the, there's not a huge amount of sort of um interview series out there, and I was I was kind of like, I really want to do a podcast, and I really want to make it about Warhammer because I just want to talk about Warhammer. I was like, but I don't want to talk about myself all that much. So yeah, it's the same thing as you. I'll go and talk to other people and get them to talk about themselves. <laughs> yeah. You're doing a fab job, like you've had great guests. Thank you. I've watched them, they're they're really good. Thanks, really appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, obviously you talked about sort of your uh your mental health side of things. I, I had a similar thing. I had um I had a 
fairly serious sort of her thing home thing happened towards the sort of front end of this year and I actually found going through that painting I threw myself into to doing a lot more painting doing the competitive stuff but actually this podcast really sort of helped just being able to come on here and chat with people uh, who really love the hobby as well and you can kind of just forget about everything else that's going on around you and just be like yeah let's just chat let's just chat about a whole hobby that we love and I think it's really I I really enjoyed the hobby before but I never felt like I really loved it now I feel like I really love the hobby it's, it's really sort of ignited that that passion for the hobby yeah it does and I think I think that's why I love the social side of things because it's not just going to events and going to what events it's doing things like this it's listening to podcasts it's hearing that other people have had similar experiences or feel the same way it's very relatable and I think it makes it feel very I think it's very good to get engrossed in it you know mm. and it does it is just a pure escapism at its final yeah. it's brilliant like it's whether you're reading a book whether you're painting it's just nothing else matters what's going on and you're just having that you time I don't know about you but I I don't stop like I literally don't stop I I'm like a hundred miles an hour constantly. Yeah. Whereas this is me feeling like I'm doing something, but actually it's self care. It's it's slowing things down, even though I am doing something. And I find mm. that that's the balance. That's that's the juicy spot. That's the thing. <laughs> like that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. That's the sweet spot. Yeah, I could not agree more. I, yeah, I over COVID, our gaming group sort of break down quite a lot so I didn't I don't feel like I had that opportunity to to chat and yeah same to you I almost use this as an excuse to talk about one it's still part of the hobby but it feels like yeah you're doing it for a reason it's gonna go up on the internet I'm gonna go and edit it and I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna put it onto my Instagram and stuff like that it, it feels like there's a reason behind it but yeah it's at the same time it's, it's really chill I get to meet some awesome people so obviously you, you've grown quite a good following a across instagram and places like that have you got any advice for people who are trying to aspire to be like you or, or do something similar it's crazy when you this is when you say aspire to be like me because i just see myself it's just the same as everybody else yeah or like i'm just having fun playing warhammer and painting the same as everybody <laughs> else like just just do do what you enjoy you know Try not to think about the numbers. Mm. Think that's that's an easy thing to fall into. Our hands up, I've done that, I've been there. Like, you know, it's not a numbers game. It's, it's a, if you're enjoying it, then enjoy it, you know, and do it. And if people follow along, that's brilliant, you know, it really is. Um, just try not to be disheartened if people don't. And don't follow it as quickly because I can honestly say it as long as you're having fun, try not try not to lose the reason why you're doing it. You know, mm. it's it's tough. well for me, it's it's because I enjoy it. I'm having fun with my friends, I'm well and truly passionate about what I do. It it's easy to get wrapped up in that. So if you are just starting out, just just be yourself. Have fun, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just go with go with the flow, uh, and if if it doesn't grow as fast 
it's not a reflection on you as a person. It's really not. Like yeah. the algorithms, we all hear it. It's crazy <laughs> out there. It changes. It's very difficult to stay on top. Just enjoy yourself and use hashtags. <laughs> yeah, use hashtags. Yeah. Use hashtags. Yeah. I think Warhammer is one of those strange ones as well. I mean, my, my, my Instagram, I'm, I don't know, it's 100 and something, 150, 160 something. It's a really weird one because it's sort of like, yeah, there's not there's not a huge growth. But when you look at Warhammer, there's, I don't think there's like a huge growth anyway, unless you're like one of those sort of really big, I don't know, tabletop tactics, you mini wargaming, people like that. Actually, it's it's really hard to get the numbers you talk about. When you look at like across social media, when you look at like YouTube and I don't know, Instagram, and you look like Henry Cavill's got like ridiculous tens of millions of, of followers. You know, oh, I can, I can get to that. You're like, well be realistic you're probably not going to get to 30 something million followers unless you're a hollywood star <laughs> kind of yeah it's essentially I, I, I don't even really know what number i'm on but yeah i, I just i love it i love doing this it's good fun i find it mad that anybody follows and the fact that anybody listens i've just yeah the episode that we just went out with chewy took me over a thousand downloads which for some people is like nothing like that's uh, the Conclave, who I always talk about, Quipster's podcast, I'm pretty sure they got probably over like a thousand per episode, like the moment they put it out. But a thousand to me, I'm just like, that's bonkers. Somebody's listened, some people have listened to this podcast for over a thousand times. Yeah, I don't understand it. It's it, crazy. It's like that thing, you know, um, which was on Instagram, where it was like, if 30 people liked your thing, imagine 30 people walking through the door of the shop and be like, wow, there's loads yeah. of yeah, like I still get like that this day. So yeah, uh just enjoy it. Yeah. It, you're yeah. doing a great job. Everybody else, if you're out there, you know, and you, you wanting to do something, do it. Yeah. Just just give it a go. And if you don't like it, there's no harm in saying, you know what, just it wasn't for me. Like there's no shame in it. Just do what you enjoy doing, you know. Yeah. It's a hobby after all. That's yeah. that's the thing. So later on this month, I mean, look, you've got a busy month this month. You're going to Warhammer Fest, right? Yeah. But you're also going to Salute as a special guest. Yeah. <laughs> what are you looking forward to most between, between all of that? That's, it's going to be a crazy month. Yeah, I've got um, a mega month. Like, this is my uber hobby month. So I've got Salute, which I'm, like, super humbled that they got in contact and asked me if I would be on the panel. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, that's crazy. <laughs> um, but as for everything, I'm always up for doing something. So um, I said, yeah, what do you want me to do? And they're like, come, come down and, and just enjoy it and be on the panel. And I'm going to be on a panel. Um, I think Rachel, the Warhammer girl, has just been announced. Yeah. She's going to be on the panel. I think we're probably going to be on the same panel. Nice. Uh, so that's going to be really cool. And we're going to be talking all about basically wargaming. Um, and we're going to be talking about our experiences. We're going to be talking about a little bit about being female in the hobby, which is something that I've kind of shied away from for such a long okay. time. But I will say the same thing. This is a genderless game. And I think people need to yep. hear that. Like, from, yeah. you know, um, and. If you don't need to hear it, I'm probably going to say it anyway. <laughs> but, say it. Yeah, and, and it's going to be great. I'm going to have a, a really good time. I think it's a good opportunity for us to 
I meet people down south because I'm based like up in the north in Newcastle area. It's not often I get down south just because it's so far away. Um, Mm. So it's it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna be talking a lot. I'm gonna be celebrating because it's their fiftieth anniversary. Yeah. I know Vanguard Tactics Stephen Box has been announced he's gonna be down. So it's just it's gonna be a really cool place to be. Yeah. With loads of new stores. Um there's a store called Exit Twenty Three. Um and they actually do like loads of really cool paints like they do the t- like table door paints and there's gonna be like loads of terrain stuff there. So I'm okay. I'm totally gonna go and have a look at all the stores that are gonna be there. So that's Salute in in London. Then I'm at Warhammer Fest, which I'm really excited about because obviously Golden Demon. But I'm, yeah. I'm actually going to be taking part in the Hobby Pass Challenge when I'm there as well. Oh, um, cool. I did that last year. I was really lucky like to have been invited to come down and do that. And I loved it. Like, I loved it so much <laughs> I was like, I'm going to buy a new ticket <laughs> for next year. <laughs> On their website, pressing the button refresh every day. <laughs> it was it was really good. It was re- it was really wholesome because it was like hobbying with your mates. Like you yeah. were just just a room full of everybody hobbying, which was wonderful. So I'm gonna do that again. I'm going to the UK Games Expo after that. Ah, uh, cool, really yeah. Cool. And then there's some other bits and shenanigans going on as well, which will all become apparent if you watch my Instagram. Okay, look forward to those announcements. Warhammer Fest looks mad this year. Just looking on various people's Instagram, it's going to be like everyone's going. It's it's going to be crazy. Yeah. I'm so gutted. Similar to you, I'm Bristol based, so yeah, going it being in Manchester was kind of one of the reasons I couldn't really make it this year. It was it was quite a, quite a commitment to go all the way up to Manchester. But yeah, there's like I think the, the VT guys are going to be there. Tabletop Tactics guys have just said they're going to be there. So I think there's going to be uh, Lawrence. Fletcher and Katie have all just said they're going to be obviously with Maxine's going, Quipster's going, Silver's. It's like it's mad. It's, yeah. There's a mad crowd going to be there. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be bigger than or than than Golden Demon. So I'm I'm really excited because I met some incredibly cool people last time I was there. Like you know when you go and you're like, oh my god, is that him? Is that him? <laughs> <laughs> in the background uh, so yeah it was it was brilliant doing that but I'm excited because it's even bigger so it means that social's going to be bigger I'm going to be doing like the, the quiz on the Saturday night and just totally uh, yeah. like just in, like enjoy it you know like yeah. I'm really going to live it to its full potential I think and just get involved in everything I can so yeah that's going to be really fun and then that's going to take us to like June yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then that's going to be like pretty much full prep for this year's charity stream. I think after that. Yeah, do you want to do you want to talk a little bit more around that? Because I've seen you sort of you've announced it on your Instagram. It was fairly recently you announced it, didn't it? Yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, we we got together. So yeah, it's the third year. So if anybody does hasn't seen it, then this is what it's kind of all about. Like. There's a group of guys, uh, and they are Twitch streamers, and they go as the name Miniature Frontier. And we, during lockdown, kind of talked over Discord, as like most, like a lot of people did. And, yeah. and over the Discord, they were like, we're just sat talking on Discord, like every night while we're <laughs> Yeah. And the guys were like, 
why don't we just Twitch stream it? And I think that's where most <laughs> people like died over at Twitch. <laughs> yeah. And and they kind of set that up and, and they they did a great job. It's Matt, John and Owen and Matt called Captain because he's a navigator on a ship. Like and he's like he dips in like when he's back home from sea every now and again and it's just like they've just got this really cool dynamic. Uh, they're really easy to talk to and they're into like AOS, 40k, different gaming systems though, like skirmish games, mm. everything. Like, you know, like there's no no topics off the table pretty much. And then like I did an episode of The Road 2 with a guy called Andy Watson who actually happens to be my cousin and he was doing a challenge and he was one of the first people that I interviewed and he was doing a charity street like bike ride for four days over a hundred uh, hours and that's where the number 100 came from and he was uh, like he was raising it for cancer research anyways long story short we were like right what can we do for a hundred hours and we were like <laughs> right I think I don't think we could do a twitch stream for a hundred hours like it's just <laughs> not not okay so we did it for 24 hours but I was like I'll try and paint a hundred models in 24 hours oh, okay and the models were donated by people in the community. So, like, Stig donated horrors. Like, we had Quipster donated, like, demons and stuff. Like, there was loads of people involved. Yeah. And we did it. And then it got to the end. And we raised quite a bit of money for cancer research. And we were like, let's get some sleep. I was like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> and the guys, like, an hour later were like, come on, let's do it next year. And I was just like, no, let me sleep. <laughs> and then after I'd slept the next day I was like okay what are we going to do uh, so we decided to keep like Team Warhammer and we did it again but we changed the charity stream we changed it to Mind from Cancer Research and then yep. we had this plan of if we made it to the third year John who's a member of Miniature Frontier would pick the charity and it got to this year and we were like are we going to do it again like should we do it again but because we've done it two years in a row, before we even start planning it, like people are already going, can we be a guest? Can we get involved? Can we watch it? Yeah. Can we do this? And we're like, well, we can't let the people down, can we? Like, you know, Peer we, pressure. Yeah. <laughs> John, John sat down and he was like, look, I know we were supposed to pick a different charity, but mental health is like such a big thing to all of us. And we were like, it's just so relatable. And this hobby does so much for our mental health. Let's do it again. Yeah. And we're going to do it for the mental health charity mind. But we've changed tack a little bit. So it's normally been known as uh, Team Warhammer. That's what we kind of, that's what it was. It was a team people doing Warhammer. But as over the years, we've realized that like, there's a lot of people who tune into the streams who, play a lot of skirmish games or mm. like oh in not just for the case. So we we're like, right, let's let's just take it back. And we've decided that this year's charity stream is gonna be two K for two K. And the okay. idea is that we're all gonna try and paint two thousand points of any gaming system. So it could be forty K, it could be OS, it could be a skirmish game, could be etc etc in 24 hours to try and raise 2k for the mental health charity mind so that's a lot of points to paint in 24 hours <laughs> it is but it all depends on what gaming system that you play 
True. And True. what models you pick. And it's just a, a goal. Like, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't achieve the full 2K. We're going to try. Yeah. But, but it, it's like one of these things like we don't want people to feel like bad for not achieving it if they don't get it done. It's yeah. just, you know, it's a, it's a goal. It's something to aim towards. Yeah. Why would yeah. we refund thing, you know? And, and the system is, I'll say the system, the way it's went is we've had guests come on every half an hour throughout the 24 hours. So we get about 25 to 30 guests on throughout the 24 hours. It's a bit wild in the early <laughs> hours. And it's like the power hour at the end. Like when we've got competitions, we're giving gifts away, it's money. It's just, it's craziness, but it's so much fun and everybody yeah. gets involved. And if anybody would like to get involved, like, please do. You can watch the stream. It'll be streamed on Twitch on the Miniature Frontier Twitch. Um, you can potentially come on as a guest. You can try and paint 2,000 points. You can just do some shout outs for us if you want to. <laughs> uh, and you can win some prizes. So there's, there's loads of different ways to do it. And it, as you can imagine, it takes a little while to plan because there's just so many different yeah. parts of the machine that I keep moving all the time. So it's it's lots of fun. It's hard. I'm not going to lie. For me, staying awake for 24 hours is very hard. Um, but surely after this, like the first two years, we'll have, we'll have it down now, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you smash it. What dates are you going to be on? Um, so we're actually going to be doing it on the 25th of August and the 26th of August. So it's the last weekend of the summer. Um, we do that just purely because there's lots of there's more daylight, so it's not yeah. going to be dark on the stream for too long. We're going to be painting all the way through, so the more natural light, the better. It's weekend, so hopefully you can tune in from the Friday and you you're with us from now, or you can join in for the whole 24. It's really up to you. Yeah, I'll definitely be tuning in. I hope that loads of other people will be as well. It's a yeah, it's a great cause, really, really good cause, and it sounds like a lot of fun. I also, I've obviously not, not seen much of yours before now, but um, yeah, it looks looks awesome. So yeah, I'll, I'll definitely tune in. Yeah, it's lots of fun. It's, it's very chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did this one thing. Um, so when the guests come on, we try to challenge guests to do something when they come on as well. Okay. And we brought in the supermarket sweep last time. <laughs> So we had four people on the stream at this time and you, you just shout out, can you get the person to get back to their desk with this item? And it would be like, can you grab a codex? And people are just like, take that, got it. And then it would be like, can, can you grab a banana? And people are like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Off in the kitchen, toothpaste, all sorts, like just madness. We had, um, we had Durham Armour come on. He surprised us like so much. Like he came on, full on custodian outfit, <laughs> like, and then made bolt guns out of balloons for us. Like we were like, what on earth is going on? Like it was so bizarre, but brilliant. Like it was just, like a comedy sketch. And then nice. we had um, Kira. Let's make it Oki on. We had Stephen Box, and obviously Stephen Box isn't lose fitness, so we were like, right, let's yeah. if we get a hundred pounds and like. The next like five ten minutes, Stephen has to do like a hundred push ups, like <laughs> straight away on the floor right now. And he, and he did it, it was it was good crack. 
Um, there's all sorts nice. going on. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to tune in. So, yeah, hopefully everyone listening does as well. Uh, so we talked about The Road 2. You've started that up again, haven't you? The next season has started. Uh, yeah. Have you got any big plans for this season? Yes. That you can reveal? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, the la- the first one we did was, was maybe about two weeks ago, and it was with... Ministry Control and we announced the charity streaming that was playing. Yeah. What I can reveal is that the Road 2 series is going to be a bit sporadic in terms of when it's going to come out. It's kind okay. of going to be a little less structured as the first couple of series because the first couple of series was every Thursday night, 8 o'clock, and this went on for about 16 weeks, which is great for consistency and stuff. But for life, it yeah. I've had to change it around a little bit, so it's not going to be on the same day. It's not going to be like the first couple of series, and I think I think that's going to be really cool because it's not going to get fatigued. It's mm. going to be able to work around key times when people are going to be free. Yeah. Because I know there's a lot of people who work shifts and they were like, I can't watch and I would love to watch live because I do live questions throughout. Yeah. Looking more towards the weekends and stuff like that. Um, okay. More particularly on the run-up to the charity live stream, I'm going to get uh, quite a few guests on prior to the charity live stream and you'll be able to kind of join in yourself. You know, if there's anybody watching and you want to do a hobby hangout and just jump on it's going to be a bit more flexible and adaptable nice yeah i'm excited for it yeah yeah i saw i saw part of the first one like you're saying though i like i managed to see part of the first one and then i had to go and do adult things so i this podcast comes out like every thursday but for stuff like this it's really easy because you pre-record it you edit it and you can just say it sort of go out if you want stuff like that yeah you're right it's like every thursday it's it's quite a stress on life, especially when you're as busy as you are, which we'll talk a little bit more about later. But yeah, I guess it's also widening your community. You get to see all, all different people in. Like most Wednesday, most Wednesdays, I try and watch like Vanguard Tactics. But I mean, like tonight, it's a Wednesday right now. Vanguard are playing literally right now, so I'm not able to see that one. Or yeah, it's like some sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. So it'd be nice to nice shit pop up on my Instagram and be like, oh, cool, carries on, I'm free, I can, I can go watch this. Yeah, Yeah. so it'll be on Instagram the same as what it what it was originally, so it still has that element of when I first started, and it still mm. has that, like, how do I say this? I did everything on my potato full. <laughs> 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 so it still has, like, that rawness to it, and it still yeah. has that, like, fuzzy screen. <laughs> but but I'll then transfer it over to YouTube because I have my YouTube channel now. So yep. if you don't catch it live, don't worry, it'll always go on YouTube. So there is that case of if people want to watch it on a Thursday, they can. They just go over on my YouTube. Whereas the lives are going to be a bit more sporadic and a bit more... I say sporadic, they're going to be a bit more... They're just going to pop up and surprise you. You know, nice. I'm not going to set a set date. It's just if it's live, it's live. And I think... I quite like that element of surprise. Yeah. I mean, it's, it'd be nice when I'm like just thumbing through Instagram, put a little one to bed, thumbing through Instagram, boom, it'll pop up. I'm looking, yeah. 
It's going to be a nice surprise. Everyone's going to enjoy it. And your K legs on YouTube as well, right? Yeah, I am with two S's. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got the brand. K, K legs, two S's. That is the brand. <laughs> Everybody always goes, why K legs? And I, and I say, <laughs> and it, it's got, like, this is how ridiculous it is. It's because my, my friend for years has called me legs because I'm like, Seventy-five percent leg in like twenty-five okay. percent body. Like I just, I'm quite tall, and people don't <laughs> see that because we're in like this little box. Um, yeah. So yeah, and that's where it came from, and uh, okay. and it's just stuck. It's unique. It's <laughs> there's nothing more to it than that. Sorry, guys, it's one of them like back <laughs> of a fag packet, isn't it? At like two a.m. in the morning, I know. I'll <laughs> That's, that's what the hobby's about, surely. It's not about that sort of deep, in-depth thinking all, all the time. Sometimes it's just being sporadic and fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll move away from the hobby in, in, in general now and sort of talk a little bit more, more about real life. So we've hinted many times about how busy you are. You're studying for a PGCE, right? Yeah. How's it, how's it going? It's gone well. I'm nearly at the end of my first year. I can't believe how quick it is gone. I'm doing I'm doing it for two years and I'm doing it part time. Yeah. Uh, that's because I work full time and I'm learning to do well. I'm, I'm training to do my PGC, which is the teaching qualification. Yeah, I get. I guess for people who listen who aren't from the UK, that's the postgraduate certificate of education. So it's a it's the degree you do. I guess as a postgraduate education. So after you've done like your bachelor's degree, to then go and learn how to be a teacher. Yeah. So it's like a level seven. Well, it will be next year. I'm on level six. Yeah. Seven. And yeah, I, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's fun. I'm not playing as many events, which we mentioned before. And that's also because I'm doing my PGCE. It's just balancing everything around yeah. it. I did some painting teaching tutorials last year and I loved it. Oh, cool. This was in, in person. I, was, I went and helped out and taught some people how to use like an airbrush and stuff and I really enjoyed it but actually I guess if I deep dive into why I want to do it it's because and I don't openly say this very often again uh, I'm dyslexic and I only got a, a diagnosis formally about a year and a half ago wow that's really late on yeah not quite you old no no (laughs) And it was yeah. kind of like myself, like I had to kind of like take myself mm-hmm. yeah. to get it done, you know, Um, and it's fine. But I just thought like, you know, if I have, I was very creative when I was back at school. Um, so I used to do art and design and those kind of things. Mm. And I'm very creative, like outside. And I would absolutely love to go back and teach art and design or get kids who potentially have dyslexia or send needs mm. and and be able to go it's okay you know you, everything's going to be fine and we're going to learn how to paint Rohan and it's going nice. to be amazing yeah. and uh, hopefully that, that I get to that point um, but in order to get that point I have to go PGC so that's all that it's hard graph so a little insider for everyone listening I've, I did my PGC I did it 
a number of years ago now, about 10 years ago, I did my PGC as a secondary science teacher. Um, I'm obviously not a science teacher now, but it's hard. It's really hard graft to, to learn how to be a teacher. And so I did it full time and that was hard enough to be doing it part time and to have a full time job. Like, that's crazy. Like, congratulations for surviving that. <laughs> I don't know if it's congratulations or if I'm just really silly. <laughs> Commiserations. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it is. It is. Um, it is a lot of work to do full time job and do a PGC and then do content creation on the top. Mm. And I've just kind of had to like manage my expectations and go. You know, if, for example, the road to if I set a set schedule and then had a week where I was just like I've got this essay or I've got this life thing happening Mm -hmm. and I can't do it I kind of didn't want to like one put that pressure on myself and two let people down yeah even though I know everybody would be dead understanding but this way it means I get the best of both it means I can dip in and be realistic and manage my own expectations it's all about balance, and I know I'm sat here going, <laughs> I don't stop, I'm 100%, and there'll be people <laughs> listening go, that's not healthy. <laughs> uh, but it, it it's good for me. I think I know myself and how I work. Like I, I, I'm an overthinker at the best of times, so I fill my time up so I don't overthink, hence yeah. the learning a hobby and painting as a that's my slowdown sort of thing and it's taken us a long time not to burn out like figure out how Mm. to manage that and balance it all so that I don't burn out but I'm quite structured with what I do like on a Monday I go like I do this and on a Tuesday I'll do this and then I have free time on a certain day so it's all still quite structured but it's not forever you know yeah it's it's not gonna it's, it's two years you know, and I'm already through that, and it's gone by. And you get holidays, guys. I get holidays. It's it's fine. Yeah, that's that's always the fun things. My grandma was a teacher, so primary school teacher, which I'd never ever want to do. I couldn't think of anything worse than being a primary school teacher. But yeah, one of the big things that everyone was talking about was, like, oh, teachers get so much holiday. I'm like, do they? Do they really? So yes, you get two weeks at Easter and six weeks in the summer, but then you've got to go and sort out your classroom. You've got to do all your marking because you always set like stuff over summer and things like that. So there's yeah. tons of marking to do. Those inset days aren't inset days for teachers. So you've got to go and work it. It's, and the hours are crazy. Like the, some of the work, it's it's really really fulfilling. I so I didn't go into teaching properly, not because of the teaching side. I love teaching and especially um, uh, special needs. So uh, SEN. I did four placements, I think it was, during the, the PGC year. I did one in like a semi-private school. It wasn't private, but it was on the borderline. I hated it. Kids were so entitled. They thought they knew everything. They'd talk back to you. They were horrendous. And went into a, a school which had, it had like a crazy level. It was like 60% special needs, something like that. It was the most fun I've ever had. Like being a science teacher, it, it's one of those weird ones where there's a, there's a view on science, especially especially with kids, about how boring science can be and, and how difficult it is. And I always enjoy teaching sort of 
people who thought that because it was there was always that one lesson where you saw someone's mood towards it shift and it's, it's not necessarily like a, a visual thing but you all of a sudden they'd start answering questions or they'd start participating more and I always remember one kid to this day and he was probably the naughtiest kid one of the naughtiest kids in the school definitely the naughtiest kid in my class and I did all sorts of experiments. I was one of those sort of science teachers, which if I could make something go bang, if I could put some burner on, if I could mix things together, I was like the crazy scientist, science teacher. He wasn't bothered about any of that. Did not care whatsoever. Space. It's all like book learn. There's no like experiments. There's, there's like not that much flashy stuff you can do. But when you start to sort of talk about the vastness of space and the, how stars are built and how planets are made and things like that, he just switched onto it. He went mad for it. And he was just like, can we just do this for the rest of the term? And, I was just like, and he like started behaving. It was just, the, the, it was such an awesome moment. So yeah, it's a really fulfilling job. The only reason that I left was, uh, and it's pretty topical right now, is like the Ofsted stuff and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it was never about the, the teaching side. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was more about the Ofsted, the stresses that came with that. And the hours, the, the hours used to be crazy. I used to see people that were there at like, six half six in the morning and they'd be they'd still be there at like seven o'clock at night it just it just wasn't for me loads of people do it and i mean like there's loads of people do it and that's their career they do it from like the age of 24 or where whenever they come out of it through to when they retire and yeah i i think i think it's because of that fulfillment from teaching i think you'll love it i think it's, a, it's an incredible profession and it's i i have such a respect for people who are, are going into that profession because it's such a massive service and i think teachers definitely in the uk get they get overlooked quite a lot i think there's this idea that they're effectively glorified babysitters whereas in reality there's a lot of there's a lot of work goes into being a good teacher and and to to motivating that many children day in day out yeah, yeah so yeah so much respect for it so yeah kudos for for doing it no, I'm, ex- I'm excited for it. It's nice to have options. Um, as yeah. I've got a little bit older, um, we all know that like the time that happened that never like refers back to anyone because nobody wants to go back into lockdown ever again. Um, I realised there was a lot of self discovery happening in it in that time with mm. content creation, with what I do as a job full time in what I could potentially be doing in the future and I felt like before content creation I was kind of in a box I put myself in this box of this Mm. is my career and I want to climb and I want to constantly do this and I was very focused on on the next step rather than instead of looking around if that makes sense I was looking up rather around whereas now I'm, I'm not doing that and I'm feeling way more fulfilled than I ever have done because I'm doing things that I enjoy, not because I want more money and not yeah. because I want to be in a powerful position or, you know, like the yeah. the motivators for certain careers. I'm doing things because I enjoy it and yeah. that's how I want to spend my time for the rest of my life, doing things that I generally enjoy or fulfilling or rewarding and anything else is secondary, you know, yeah. like, and that, it, it took a lot. And I'm talking about, obviously, mental health stuff, spending time on my own, like, 
before lockdown, I never spent time on my own. I was always out. I was never doing anything on my own. Yeah. So, yeah, there's been a lot of self-discovery in the last couple of years, and it's changed my perspective on a lot, and it's made me a happier person, you know. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's really important. And it's a really good profession. Don't take me not being in it as a, as a judgment on it. I'm an engineer now, and I absolutely love being an engineer. It's, it's definitely my, my favourite. Similar to you, it was kind of like I... I'm really enjoying what I'm being in um, and yeah you spend so much time at work that you may as well get something out of it even if like not just money because all the money just goes to the government and to your mortgage and whatever it is anyway so that's another conversation isn't it that's, that's <laughs> like guys we're here for another four hours <laughs> yeah this is now going to be a financial podcast we're changing, changing it completely and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've done we've done uh, Warhammer, we moved on to therapy, then we're on the teaching and now we're on to financials. <laughs> you get everything from this podcast, it's the it's the full deal. Yeah, we, we've uh, we've gone on a like I went on a full on self discovery tangent, but yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so on top of all of that that's going on, you've also got engaged. It just just over on Christmas. Congratulations. So it feels like Christmas just so long ago. Wait, congratulations. Thank you. How's all the planning going? It's gone well. We we've booked a venue. Yay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um I'm I'm really happy. John is part of the guys from Miniature Frontier. Um he has been with me through every crazy adventure and challenge <laughs> I have decided I wanted to go on and he supported us wholeheartedly he is super laid back he would like fall over like, <laughs> he, he is he's totally grounds me I'm like a little excited puppy <laughs> when I get into a Warhammer environment and he is like so into 40k it is sickening but <laughs> it, it, it it works like it really does work and i and i'm very grateful to to have been able to find such a wonderful partner so yeah very very lucky lady it's nice i just don't so you, you've worked full time mm-hmm. you do all your content creation you, mm-hmm. you're playing events doing golden demon mm-hmm. you're becoming a teacher part-time and you're planning a wedding Okay, how? Where are the hours in the day? <laughs> That's mad. Well, yeah, I've had to like, like I say, I had to take my like my foot off the gas a little bit with tournaments, yeah. so because that was really where I was putting in all my time last year, and really I was documenting the tournaments mm, with content, yeah, so yeah. that was kind of like hand in hand with that. The road two had a little bit of a breather with the road two, uh, and then and and Twitch streaming, so I've kind of pulled back a little bit on content creation mm. in terms of Twitch streaming and attending a lot of events. But actually, my Instagram, I still do my Instagram. I still got my YouTube. Like whenever I do go to events, it'll all go up on there. So that's cool. Uh, college. It's really only one night a week, so that was one Twitch okay. stream, you know, one Twitch stream went, yeah. and I replaced it with a college course, and I do, like, on a Friday or Saturday morning, I'll just do college work, and it, mm. that's that's cool. I mean, it, I would rather not be, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's cool, I, I like doing it, I like 
building on things, you know, like learning yeah. sort of thing. Weather is okay. As look, right, from what you've probably <laughs> gathered from this, right, is I am crazy into planning and organizing <laughs> and structure and some would say a little too regimented at the best of times. But that's okay because that's who I am and yeah. uh, and it works. And if Absolutely. you don't hear from me for about four weeks, <laughs> be asleep. <laughs> yeah, that's how you make over it. You just don't do any sleep whatsoever. You have 24 hours in the day and use every single one of them. Well, you've just got to take life by the horns, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and I'm making the most of it because we don't know what the future is going to hold. And if lockdown ever comes back again, I'm going to be able to go, right, well, I made the most of that time that we had out. I'm having a rest now. That's when you're going to sleep for the next yeah. lockdown. That'll be yeah. your sleep time. Okay, I'll be yeah. like a bear in hibernation. <laughs> okay, so we've talked about all of that. Is there any other hobbies or stuff you do that, that you could possibly do with those two seconds of time that you've got left? <laughs> uh, I... Have kind of cut back on quite a bit, but I do enjoy food. I'm a little okay. foodie, yep. um, and I like walking and going on adventures. Like we, we tend to, we've got a pooch, Lara, and we will probably go walking, and we we get the guys together, and we'll nice. probably organise like quite a long walk in the summer and stuff like climbing some mountains and just generally wholesome stuff. But at the minute, it's it's not as much as what it was last year. Yeah. Like you say, the, the balance has got to be there, hasn't it? It's, yeah. it's nice that you're still finding some time to do that. And you have got another Instagram for that as well because you, you you don't need anything more. But, yeah, you've got the – is it the, the Geordie Ginge, isn't it? I followed it today. Yeah, the Geordie Ginge. So I made this. So if, if you followed – like, if anybody's here who followed, like, my Instagram when I very first had it, it was my personal Instagram. It still is my personal Instagram. Like, I don't, I, it was all just what you see is kind of what you get. Like, this is generally me. Yeah. <laughs> so, at the beginning, it was very much like I didn't do Warhammer. So, if you scroll all the way back, you'll see like skating, you'll see nice. walks, you'll see like, I don't know, food, fashion, that kind of general life stuff. And then the more I got into Warhammer, the more Warhammer I posted. <laughs> and then it's yeah. just turned into just full-on Warhammer. Yeah. Um, so then I, I was feeling like I still do food. I still go out for walks. I love sharing like where I go for walks and like especially hidden gems, like places to walk that people might not necessarily know exist or mm. haven't seen it or looking for place, cool places to take the dog for a walk or eat, right? And I felt like if I started putting that on my Instagram, the key legs one, people would be like, well, this isn't Warhammer. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, but actually, it wasn't Warhammer to begin with, but yeah. it's kind of just gone in that direction. So in order to kind of like, did not disconnect myself, but in order to still share the fun things that I enjoy doing without people being like, this ain't Warhammer, I thought yeah. I'm just going to find a little pocket of the internet that I can put all my food stuff on and still feel like I'm having like balance between Warhammer, 40k hobby and stuff because it's not that it's a bad thing that all of my hobby stuff are there. It's just that sometimes it's nice to just 
post about a walk or a burger yeah. that I found that I've ate and still have like that balance between hobby and general day-to-day stuff. Mm, yeah. So yeah, it's kind of just like a way of kind of still having that step away from from hobby if I want to, you know. And if you like food and burgers, you like taking dogs for walks and all that malarkey, you can come and follow it. It's the Georgie Touch. Yeah. And there's already some awesome pictures of some lovely. I'm literally looking at it right now. It's that uh, the burger that just looks so good. It was amazing. It was oh, from it looks a, so good. A place called Tango in Durham. If anybody's from the northeast, like go. The burgers are insane. And it had like it was called the Gravy Room or something. It was phenomenal. It it really looks good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're if you do go and follow that Instagram account, you will be hungry. <laughs> yeah, I need to, to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all of my sort of my main questions. I've got one more that I don't send out to anybody beforehand because I keep it a secret. Um, if you could pick one person in the community, it doesn't have to be a content creator, it could just be someone from your gaming group or anything like that, and they were the only person that you could play Warhammer with for the rest of time, who would it be? <laughs> oh my god. God, this is a hard one. There's so many people. Yeah. Can, can I be rogue and can I say a couple? Oh, uh, yes. Okay. I've, I've I've allowed it recently, so I've got yeah, I've got to keep allowing it now. Yeah. You can say okay. a couple. So there's a guy on Instagram, and he's not very. He hasn't got a big following, or, but that that's okay. He's called Crocs Painting. So if you do see him, he is. A phenomenal gamer, and he knows rules off by heart. Okay. Like his statistics are coming out of his ears. You know, like you can, <laughs> yeah. you, you can roll like forty million dice, and he'd be able to tell you like the statistics of what it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like this guy knows the game through and through, and I think I would learn a lot from him. You know, if you if you into gaming and and you like that, so that would be cross painting. He's he's really cool. I'm really lucky to have played this person, uh, and it's Daz, um, Darren Nathan. Okay, yeah. I went down. He's he's a brilliant guy. He's incredible painter, and he's also a really good gamer. And I would like to play him again. Because I played him four days after my Demons Codex came out. Okay. I have no idea what my rules were. And I was, not <laughs> a minute. <laughs> Let me have a look at my rules. <laughs> Longest game it's probably ever played. <laughs> Go back and play Daz again. I, I, I would uh, definitely do it again, knowing my rules a bit better. So, yeah, that, those are my two people. Nice. Okay. Good answers. I like it. That's it. That was my last question. I promise there are no more questions. I really appreciate your time. I've I've had a blast. It's been such a such a fun conversation and learning more about you and yeah, it's been really fun. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having us on. It's uh it's been lovely, you know. I, there's been a lot of things that we've talked about that I don't think I've talked about before. So you've got a lot of exclusives there. Thanks. Uh, Appreciate it, it. <laughs> it's been really it's been really cool and if anybody's listening like you should definitely check out all the rest of the podcasts thank you
yeah, I mean, obviously, everyone that's listening should definitely go and check Carrie out. Uh, your K legs pretty much everywhere, apart from the Jolly Ginge. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you've got Instagram, YouTube, and the, the Jolly Ginge on Instagram. Is there anyone else you want to shout out? I guess we talked about Twitch as well. Yeah, um, so if you haven't already, um, and you want to kind of join in with the Chadwick live stream and watch along with it, that's actually going to be on the Miniature Frontier Twitch account. And they also have an Instagram, but really it'll be the Twitch account where you can watch everything. So if you do get the opportunity, go and check it out, please do. And uh, I'm excited. I'm feel yeah. really excited for it. It'll be fun. It's gonna be good. Good. I put I put links to all of the all the Kerry stuff, and and uh, I put all the links in the, the description of the podcast. So if anyone's going to find you, the the links will all be there. So that's it. Like I say, it's been it's been a lot of fun, and I hope everyone else has enjoyed today's show. I I loved it, and yeah, thanks thanks for again joining us on the episode eleven. I don't know how I've got to episode eleven. I don't know where time's gone. Um, if anybody did enjoy this, then please subscribe or leave a review. I I really appreciate it. I really sort of love chatting with people and, and sort of hearing hearing what you think about the podcast and suggestions for how we can make it better. Similar to carry like people who who do you want to get on. I will quite happily message sort of anybody and if I get rejected then hey I get rejected but who cares. You can get in touch with me. So you can grab me on first rank fire podcast at gmail.com or on Instagram is probably the easiest place, first rank fire podcast. And yeah, thanks so much for listening again. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye.